From the beginning, we started Everyday Driver to help people find cars they will love. Commuting is a chore, but driving should be fun. If you like to drive, then there are cars where your budget, needs, and fun all intersect, and we want to help you find them. I'm Paul. I'm Todd, and this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Hey guys, welcome back to a pretty unique and very cool episode of the Car Debate. Here we are having, uh, well, our first guest and our first sponsor and a topic by you guys that is not directly just car debate. Yeah, we're pretty excited. I've been joking for a long... Yeah, no kidding. I've been joking for a long time about, hey, we should do an episode on tires and talking about four of you want to hear that. Well, apparently more than four of you do. So here we are with a whole episode of the car debate dedicated to discussion about tires. Interesting. Kind of surprised. Yeah, I am I'm too. Kind of surprised, but here we are. I am too. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully a lot of you like this. Hopefully this is helpful to you. But here is the thing I do want to say in general about tires. They are vitally important. I don't claim to be some tire savant, neither does Paul. But over personal experience and watching different tires on different press vehicles, we have noticed how much it changes the reality. And when you think about it, I don't care how high performance your car is. It comes down to four roughly indexed cards-sized pieces of rubber. All of that performance is filtered <laughs> yeah. through that reality. Yeah. If that if that rubber reality is not good, then that changes the entire performance of your car. This is a big deal. So we're glad to talk about tires. Yep. We've got uh, a few audience questions. First, uh, it is Jason in Australia. He has an 08 Ford Performance Vehicles F6. He's got a lot of power going through that and a very light rear end. He's got some interesting questions about an upgraded tire actually going to a wider tire. And we've also yep. are talking to Noah in Canada. Noah's car debate was in podcast number five when we recommended a Vantage mm -hmm. for him. And he's still sniffing around an Aston Vantage. And he's got a few tire questions specifically related to that car as well. And then finally... Yeah, we're glad Noah's back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then finally, Matt, he works on the assembly line for Fiat Chrysler. He listens to our podcast while he's working. He's got some tire <laughs> questions for his family vehicle. But first, yep. as Todd alluded to at the top of the podcast here, we have Matt Edmonds. He is the vice president of Tire Rack, and this entire podcast is brought to you by Tire Rack. We're really excited to bring yep. this to you and bring you some background. He's been very gracious with his time. And we had a three-way phone call between Todd and Matt and myself to talk to him a little bit more, ask him some questions, and you'll be hopefully very entertained and surprised a little bit more about the background of Tire Rack. Matt, thanks for joining us. Pleasure yeah, to be appreciate here. appreciate it, Matt. Really, to start start off with, you know, a lot of people, and I would say myself included, we just find our local tire store, you know, in the same town, you know, every few years, just kind of keep on top of your tires. And, uh, you know, that's when we need to buy tires. And so our question for you is, why would why would we buy online and why Tire Rack? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you know, it's really interesting because our really way of going to market started for us you know, 35 years ago when we were the local tire store. Uh, and, you know, we had a single location down in Indianapolis, uh, Indiana, and the tire rack was an old converted gas station that, that literally got its name because we stored all the tires on a rack. Uh, wow. You know, wow. a, a, fam, a family business at that time and still is to this day, but really encouraged Mike Joins, who started the tire rack, to really follow his passion, and, and that was cars. And, and so we were the local tire store, but Mike was an enthusiast. And he really was extremely knowledgeable and national caliber 
SCCA competitor in solo or autocross, as a lot of people know it. And really, you know, serving the enthusiast and being knowledgeable, you know, having the knowledgeable person, which was Mike on the phone, having the tires in stock so you could ship them to them right away when sure. when uh, they wanted them. And, you know, it really having it at the best price and getting them out the door quickly. That was the key. Anyone in the market that is, as we would say, a discerning consumer, you know, as you mentioned, you know, usually this isn't something a tire purchase is something the average consumer does uh, more than once every two or three years. Uh, and but but when you're in the market for it, you you know, consumers, drivers that understand how important tires are or appreciate the importance of the tire. Uh, that's the people we try to serve. Sure. And it's something where, you know, there's endless debate online on various forums for enthusiast cars, you know, debating the merits of the stock tire that came on that car and people wanting to upgrade to a higher performance tire. You know, some people saying some brand is this way, they're harder and I don't like them. Other people arguing back online. Sure. And so for that reason, from a research standpoint, you test tires, do you not? <laughs> we do. We do. And, and uh, you know, it really, as as we were enthusiasts and it really what happened was, you know, as Mike Joins was the person answering the phone. And, and as we started to grow and we had more and more people that were enthusiasts and understood tires and we wanted to really educate them so that when they were talking on the phone to people, you know, they could say, I know that tire because I've driven on it. So we started a testing program many years ago, and uh, when we moved into our new facility, our new headquarters here, you know, we built a test track in our front yard. And so our test drivers are our sales team. So anytime you pick up the phone and call and talk to any one of our guys on the phone, uh, they have driven on the tires that they're selling. So, that's awesome. you know, pretty, we don't, we cool. become, we become the, the de facto tiebreaker <laughs> because yeah. we do know and we drive on these. And, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, that was a program that we started before we had the internet. And, and when the internet came along, it was a great way for us, uh, then to get information out to consumers. So people can go on there and research and see that testing there. Well, that's one of the things, I mean, I, I'm, I'm actually a long-term customer and I've been talking to Tyrac people for a while. I'm so glad to have you guys on the podcast so we can just do it directly. But that's one of the things I find amazing is not only do you guys have so much info, but then you've encouraged consumers so much to get on and debate, this is the tire I have, this is how I drive, this is the car that it's on. You can drill down the information that your local tire store, I've never had those guys have the information you guys have. It's astounding. Yeah. Yeah, we've got, you know, as you mentioned, you know, our consumer surveys uh, and and we have over the years uh, gathered and it's obviously continuing to grow, but well over 2.4 billion, and that's billion with a B, miles mm. of data. You can see what, what others that drive that vehicle have driven on. Uh, you can mm-hmm. sort it by tire mm-hmm. type, by performance category. It just gives you a, a lot of information. Uh, and, you know, again, as so often, and, and you know, gosh, if, if I was going out and, and buying a new TV or a new stereo, I would certainly, as, as much as I drill down through the information and try to figure it out, it's great to be able to pick up the phone and talk to a person to validate your decisions and your choices. Sure. And that's the benefit that we still have here, mm-hmm. having the team that we have on the phones. And, and they can help you because it can be overwhelming. Sure. Yeah. And, and people do it. I mean, as we already talked about, it, people do it so rarely most of the time that it's not something you keep on the forefront of your mind. I mean, we've joked on the podcast about should we even do a tire episode? Would anybody listen? But what's been nice is the audience kind of resoundingly has said, yes, we would. So I had we had to get somebody in here with more knowledge than we have. So I have the primary yeah. question we talk to people about is 
please get winter tires. And I'm curious from your perspective, <laughs> why get winter tires? Is it just a snow and ice world? What's what's the purpose of winter tires? Sure, sure. Well, you know, I, and I think the, the easiest way to describe it to people, to start at the very basic, is winter tires, changing and putting winter tires on your vehicle. Everybody says, oh my gosh, my vehicle came with tires. It should be just fine. But you know, we, we like to compare it to your shoes that you put on your feet. And, and we all know we have that pair of shoes that we can do just about everything in, you know. And, sure. and those, are, those are our all-season shoes. And they're good in everything, not great in anything. Well, and that's just like an all-season sure. tire on a vehicle. You know, when we want the best in personal safety and control for ourselves and the weather's really bad outside and, you know, it's cold and, and icy and snowy or maybe even just cold, we put boots on our feet because sure. we want to feel more comfortable and have more control. And it's the same reason you would put a winter tire on your car. We don't call them snow tires anymore because they really are winter tires. These tires mm. have been designed to work not only when the conditions are snowy and icy, but also when temperatures drop, because when it gets cold, tires, the rubber in a tire tends to get hard and, and yeah. firms up and gets harder. A winter tire is designed to stay soft and pliable when the temperatures drop and get extremely cold. And that is what gives you the grip on the pavement, the ability to flex and grab that pavement and not just become, in the extreme case, shall we say, plastic-like and slide along sure. the pavement. Sure. And I think that's so key. I mean, pretty much anywhere in the U.S., well, not anywhere, but most of the U.S., you may not have terrible weather in the winter, but you certainly have temperatures enough. I mean, what's what's the temperature variable at which winter tires start to be a real benefit? I think it's a lot higher than people realize. Well, when, once you start to get to the 40 degree mark, um, sure. you know, it, and, and, you know, you can, my gosh, I mean, think of, of Texas. I mean, there's a lot of places in Texas where they'll have cool, cold mornings and Absolutely. that pavement, the sun hasn't gotten up and temperature may be dropped below freezing and there may not be ice or snow, but that pavement still may be cold. It was cold mm -hmm. the night before and, and, uh, you know, you've had a cold spell. And that tire is not going to work as well. And all of a sudden you go to hit the brakes and you find out yeah. it takes you a little longer to stop. And and I think the important thing is, is you know, the type of winter tire, you know, that someone, it's really interesting because there are now performance categories in winter tires. Uh, yeah, Just definitely. like we have them in, in, other, ty in right. other types of tires as well. But so depending on where you're at in the country, you know, and the type of winter conditions that you find yourself facing, you know, you will want to select the proper type of winter tire. And, and again, you know, you can go on our website and we, we help you lead you through that discussion uh, and, and that decision. And also, you know, our, again, you know, the valuable resource we have of our sales team on the phones that, that mm -hmm. are there to really help you help you make the right decision. Make sure you've made the right decision. Right. And I'm sure it's different for everybody in different parts of the country. Um, and, you know, Todd and I were talking about different parts of the world in terms of, you know, do you ship mm -hmm. elsewhere in the world? My dad lives in Alaska. I see studded snow tires up there a lot. Obviously, people need <laughs> them there. So um, I'm just wondering, you know, for our overseas listeners, we've got European listeners. Is there something Tire Rack can do? Is there something that you recommend? Um, we, I mean, we do ship, um, you know, overseas. The majority of of what we send overseas, we're actually sending to service people to APO and FPO addresses. Uh, no kidding. A, a great a great resource for them. They they love it and and uh, I'll tell you near and dear to our hearts something that uh, Pete Veldman, who who was our president, had had. Uh, 
started uh, many years ago was, you know, as, as he came to the U.S. as a Dutch immigrant, the military was a way for him to become a citizen in the United States. Mm. And he was, he, he, he just loves service people to death. And it's incredible the number of tires we sell to service people because a lot of them take their vehicles with them and find that they can't get replacement tires for their vehicle, you know, wherever they're stationed in the world. Uh, and, and obviously they can get product from us. Um, you know, you're right. Winter tires differ around the world. Uh, we, it's kind of neat in that uh, here in the United States, we have such a broad range of winter conditions that we have all of those tires here virtually. Uh, everything from studded right. tires to performance winter tires to studless <laughs> ice and snow tires. Um, you know, it, it's uh, it's incredible. I mean, I, I our guys here, it's still amazes me to this day how many tires we actually stud. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of people swear by them. If you live in an area where roads are snow and ice covered all winter, uh, they tend to make sense. Um, if you live in an area and, you know, gosh, I'm, you know, look here in South Bend, Indiana, where we average, you know, well over 85 inches of snow a year, but probably wow. 95% of the time our roads are clear. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And sure. So you've got dry pavement and studded studded snow tires are actually a big nuisance because they're very loud and noisy and uncomfortable and they're hard on the yeah. roads. Yeah, um, agreed. Agreed. But uh, but that's where a studless ice and snow tire comes into play and and uh, quite honestly on icy conditions they work just about as well as a studded tire does. Do. That's kind of that's kind of been my impression. I'm mm. glad to hear you say that, Matt, because that's kind of what I had, I had experienced as well. I want to speak to something else real quickly because again, I've ordered and so I I've, I've seen this done, but you know, a lot of people may not want tires delivered to their house. So you're ordering online. A lot of the reason people mm -hmm. go to their local tire stores because they have the tires there. But don't you guys provide options with, okay, I want to order tires from Tire Rack. Where are they going? Don't you have options for that? Absolutely. We have we have uh, independent recommended installers, and, and these are people that, that you know, we've checked out. Uh, many of them have been recommended to us by our customers, uh, and, and these are all people that when you, if you, you know, are on our website, you enter your zip code, uh, you can find the installers in your area. You can see everything about them. You can see reviews about them uh, from consumers that have used them. You can see all their pricing. Uh, one of the really coolest things is you can select them as your ship-to address. So your tires are shipped directly to them. We contact them, let them know they're coming, uh, so that if they don't hear from you within 24 hours of the order being placed, they will you know, reach out to the customer to try to set up an appointment for the installation. Uh, you can see what kind of other services they provide because a lot of times, you know, when you get those new tires put on, you want to get an alignment or, you know, you may need some other work done to your vehicle. And sure. these are a, a great resource for that. So, yeah, so we have that, that recommended seller program, which really – it's like custom ordering your tires, and and the wonderful mm -hmm. thing is about it, people say, "Well, gosh, well, what's going to happen when I go in there and you know I bought my tires somewhere else?" What are these guys going to say? These people love it. Mm. Um, you know, they understand that. No and, kidding. And uh, you know, their their whole idea is is you know they want the, they want you as a customer so that you know they can showcase their service to you uh, because yeah, everybody's sure. looking for a great place to get service and yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, it's 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 not an issue, and, and these folks uh, certainly are not going to give you a hard time because you purchase your tires from the tire rack. <laughs> well, Matt, that's Good great. To know. I, I, uh, 
I really appreciate your time. We're glad to just have your expertise on the phone a little bit and just have you tell people. I mean, obviously, I can speak on it from a customer perspective, but you guys, you just know so much of the breadth of what you guys are doing. I love the discussion of testing. That's just awesome because, I mean, mm-hmm. you're not going to go to your local, local tire store and find guys that have tested the tires. I mean, that is so, so cool to me. When people are interacting, you've already said they can talk to salespeople, which is great. Uh-huh. Uh, is there a way for them to interact and let people know? Because we hope our listeners are going to start contacting you guys. Is there a way for sure. them to let you know they heard about us, heard about you from Ab- us here at Everyday Driver? Absolutely, absolutely. When when they place their orders, I mean, we we do survey them and and make cool. sure that uh, you know you list uh, everydaydriver.com in there as as your source and and where you heard about us. Um, awesome. You know, it's it's wonderful. You know, as we said, they've got all the information they can see about testing. You know, we've also got great videos if people like to watch videos about the testing and, and got it. Uh, got you know, cool. Woody Rogers, one of our specialists, leads them through us. So. That's awesome. Well, Matt, we cannot thank you enough for your time. We're so glad to have Tire Act as a sponsor as we talk to to our audience who's asking all kinds of tire questions of us. So thank you so much. So that's very cool. I'm so glad we could have not only our first sponsor, but our first sponsor could be Tire Rack. You guys don't know Todd here. You you guys don't know how many times I've wanted to call out Tire Rack on the podcast (laughs) already when you guys have asked me tire questions. I've been biting my tongue because honestly... I have been buying, and, and Paul's overheard me say this many times, I've been buying Tire Rack tires for a long time, all the way since I had my 300ZX, I was getting Tire Rack tires. Well, that's what's so because great. Because I discovered... I, I feel like, yeah. you know, Tire Rack is tire agnostic. They want to help you find the best tire for your car, and a lot of times these shops yes. don't have the tire you're looking for in stock, Yes, which is so great. Yeah, and I've been able to track down the exact tires I want for my 300ZX, for my current Sabaru, for my my wife's, our family, GMC Acadia. I've been able to sniper shot specific tires. And the crazy thing is, if you get them delivered to your house, I actually think it's hysterical. Because what happens is the UPS truck backs down your driveway, and the guy throws open the back <laughs> and literally tosses out four tires. They're not wrapped in anything. It's just four tires. Yes, they don't need to be. With, like packing, exactly, with packing tape around the edge, and, and the label is stuck to the treads. And here's your boom, 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 boom. Here's your four tires. We're done. Have a nice day. And he's gone. And you throw those tires in the back. At least I do. Throw the tires in the back of the car. Go to the, the tire place, and they put them on. Granted, as, as Matt was saying, you can have them sent to your tire installer. And I do want to say one thing we didn't talk about. I'm kind of surprised we didn't cover this, but let me talk price real quick on Tire Rack. Because I was worried when I started getting tires from there, am I going to get, by the time I buy tires online, they may look Mm -hmm. decent for price, but what happens when I get them shipped? The thing is they've got shipping locations all over the nation. And I find that the tire that I want in the size that I want, the exact tire I want, after you even add the shipping cost, it is typically equivalent or cheaper than if I walked into a tire store and bought tires. Which is amazing. So don't be scared off of that. Yeah, don't be scared off of that potential shipping reality either because they've got enough locations. I mean, here I am in the Salt Lake area, and I think the closest shipping place is still Vegas. And the, and four tires is like 30 or 40 bucks at shipping, which for four tires is nothing. And by the time it's all said and done, like I say, it's cheaper than if I went into a tire store. Well, you're, you're so still going to have to I, pay mounting and balancing and you know install anywhere you go. So yeah, that's, you that's a anyway. given. So fine. If you can mm-hmm. save money on the tires, done. Plus you're getting exactly what you want. And I'm I'm really glad you asked Matt that question because his response was very educational, at least for me. I've never been a tire rack customer. Mm. I may become a tire rack customer very soon here. And sure. I, you know, I'm I'm glad you asked that because it helps to know that not not only will they deliver to your house, but that's not reality for a lot of people. They're not gonna throw them in the back of the car like you would. But, yeah, fair point. you know, to fair have them delivered to their nearest store, 
that's huge news. That makes it so much easier. Yeah. And just just yeah, how because, we describe because the experience, it, you know? Yeah, and then it is like going into your local tire store, except for the fact you're going in educated with tires that have been pulled specifically for you that are the ones you want. Which, you know, I, I long before Tire Rack, I was walking into a little tire store like everybody else and going, okay, what do you recommend for this car? And the guy behind the counter is going, well, this is kind of like what you have right now. I don't want kind of like. Right. I want the exact tire I need for my car or I'm excited about for my car. And that's what's really cool about it. You know, speaking of exact tires <laughs> for particular cars, just in the news recently, we read about the McLaren P1 oh, yeah. that had a huge accident in Dallas. You have probably seen the photos. They're all over the news. They're all over your favorite car journalist sites. It's it's just happened this week. It's the first yeah. the first P1 wreck. Some guy essentially scraped his P1 down the I guess the side of the freeway. It the photos are are chilling oh because of what this car is. I mean, there's already one out of the fleet. What is it? Less than 400. There's already oh, yeah, one gone. Oh yeah, something 375. Well, this McLaren P1. These are bespoke Pirelli P0 Corsa tires. That means you mm-hmm. can't find them on Tire Rack. You can't find them anywhere. They're made for that car. <laughs> And they're designed specifically for the weight of it, for the fact that it is a hybrid system, the downforce that that car generates. They are specifically for that car. And both well, Todd and, and I were and hang on, and hang on. H- hang on. Here's the thing. Before I, I know where you're going on okay. this, and I do think it's fascinating. But here's the thing about it also, though. That kind of tire is just this side of a race circuit tire. Oh, yeah. Okay, this yeah. is this is not all-season madness. <laughs> this is a summer high-performance tire designed for that car. And a lot of manufacturers, I mean, I'm sure you've heard it. The GTR has done it. A lot of Porsches do it. A lot of times what will happen is with specific cars, manufacturers will align themselves with a tire maker, and they will be designing the proper tire alongside the specific car. And so it's tuned for that tire. Now, that tire may go on to be sold to the general public. Sure, It comes sure. out for that car. And this, yeah, Pirelli P0s, this is just this side of a race tire. It is a street legal, but just a side of a race tire. I mean, I think of like the tires on the Elise. I'm sorry, I'm bringing up the Elise again. But those Yokohamas on the Elise, if you look at them new, they barely have any tread right, because they're just right. the side of a race tire. And that car in the wet can be scary because of those tires. We're getting into that kind of world with the tires on this P- P1. So keep going, Paula, because I think I know you're Oh, going. man. Just looking at the photos online of this car. Yes, to your point, these car- these tires are designed for that car, but it Lower temperatures, as you just heard from Matt, at lower mm-hmm. temperatures, mm-hmm. all that goes out the window. And actually, as a matter of fact, both Todd and I were very curious. So we looked up the weather on November 26th when that accident occurred. Yep. The news says it was the the uh, authorities were called about 745, somewhere in there. So that means the wreck happened between 7 and 730, which was early in the morning, meaning the temperature yep. was below 50 degrees and the the pavement was cold. So at that point, it does not matter how good those tires are designed for that particular car. What matters is the temperature and the road conditions at that point. And the photos and I, I are bet those chilling. tires were bricks. Yeah. I bet those tires on that car that morning were bricks. I mean, look, we don't know the, the circumstances. We don't know the speeds. I'm sure the speeds were high. You don't take sure. that car out for a joyride <laughs> just to go 30 miles an hour. Obviously, there's some amazing sweeping skyscraper height on, on and off ramps in Dallas that are spectacular to drive. I mean, that's about the only place you get corners in Dallas, but that's a side <laughs> note. But but the point is, I mean, there's you take that car early on a Saturday morning, 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning. You're going out on purpose to drive it fast. 
And but but let's just step to the side for a second. Let's just assume for the second that the driver didn't do anything wrong. Let's assume they were a great driver. Okay. Fine. If you're below 50 degrees in that car, lo- below 50 degrees in that car with those tires, you're not going to get them hot enough to matter. That's a factor. We're talking high performance. If they, I bet you if the exact same conditions were duplicated at 90 degrees, I bet you there is far less chance that wreck would have happened. I'm not saying it's the only factor, but I bet you tires were an amazing factor in that chilling wreck. Oh, my gosh. Well, in Formula One, in any racing, it takes laps and laps. You hear the uh, announcers say it takes time for the tires to get up to temperature, and you think... Really, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes, it very much matters. You know, on rainy conditions or cool weather, it very much matters time to get those tires up to operating temperature where they now yep. operate as designed, as the engineers specifically designed them to operate when the, within the parameters of the performance of that particular car. Now the tires are doing their job. Now you can finally claim, all right, they're doing their job. But anything outside of that... You have to yeah. now use driver discretion. You have to understand the contact patch and understand the compound of your tires. It matters, people. It really does. You think, all right, well, I'll check them whenever, but keeping proper air pressure, all of those things absolutely matters. Well, I can speak to even personal experience in the result of our shooting. I mean, you remember this, Paul. When we were shooting the Corvette C7, it's almost a year ago now. We were shooting the Corvette sure, C7. Right. We're shooting it in one of our favorite mountain roads, like Foothill Mountain Roads in Los Angeles. And the morning we got out to shoot, there was snow on the ground. And it was 30 <laughs> degrees. And I knew instantly, we joked about it. Here were these high-performance, summer-performance tires on this C7. And I was going 30 yeah. at most, yeah. very slowly, very gradual with the throttle. All of my movements were like half movements because I was being very cautious of the tires. And I could feel how greasy that car was to the point that at one point I went over a bridge. I don't know if you remember this, Paul, but I went over a bridge. So it's got air underneath the bridge. That bridge was even colder. Oh, yeah. I went over a bridge at a straight line at 30 miles an hour. And halfway across the bridge, I could feel the back just stepping sideways. Just the whole car just started really? to kind of step no sideways kidding. as I was going across the bridge. And I had foot off the throttle. I was just doing a slow 30 mile an hour cruise across the straight bridge and could feel the car moving around on me. And that's just tires. By the time we got up to, you know, around lunchtime that day, and I got up to 60 or so because it's California, got up to 60, 70 degrees. We got heat in the tires. The day got warmer. The car was much better and we could drive it a lot harder. But that morning with those tires on it, I had firsthand experience what we're talking about. That's amazing. Yeah. You've got to always take that into consideration. Uh, Speaking of which, we'll jump right into our audience questions with Jason in Australia. He wrote in, he's got an 08 Ford Performance Vehicles. That's FPV F6 Ute, which means you've got the F6 Tornado, Jason. And man, you've got 422 horsepower. Wow. A lot of power. And it's the utility vehicle. So that means it has, it's essentially a pickup. It has no it's, weight. It's the El Camino. It's the, <laughs> it is. It's the, yeah, there exactly. It is. It's the El Camino, essentially, what we're talking There's about. There's no weight over the rear tires. And yeah. you've wrote in here, Jason, the brand that you're currently running is Mayrun. I don't know how many listeners have heard of this tire. It's a Chinese tire. And mm-hmm. I maintain that you get what you pay for. You know, sure. initial yeah. uh, initial web search indicates people are actually liking them. They seem to be okay with them. But honestly, it's a cheap tire and you get what you pay for. And there's so many better options that you can find. I mean, Tire Rack has just about every manufacturer, all the major brands. 
I I would highly recommend well, I, going I, that direction. I appreciate I appreciate where where Jason is. I mean, I don't know that Tyrax is going to help him in Australia. Certainly, yeah. I yeah. appreciate where Jason is personally because you know when I brought my bought my Sabaru, it was I was buy, bought in late uh, like late October, early November. So so winter was coming, and the guy that uh, the guy that actually sold it to me, he had triangle tires on it. Now I don't mean that by shape; that was brand. <laughs> oh my God. And Triangle is also a Chinese company, and I thought, all right, well they are. I looked them up; they're technically winter tires. They're like. 40 or 50 bucks a tire. I thought, I'm going to run these until A, they get punctured, or B, I get frightened. And I got through that winter, but honestly, it wasn't great. So the next season when I got Blizzax on, it was revolutionary by comparison. Those those triangle tires, they were winter tires. They got me through, okay, you can do these off-brands and you can be fine, but you're not going to be great. And I put Blizzax on, which weren't mm. that much more expensive. I mean, I think the Blizzax were, mm. I'm thinking they were like 80, 100 bucks a tire maybe, which is a lot more than the Triangles, but a lot better tire. So, wow. yeah. Jason, I think your your question here about buying uh, better name brand tires, my short answer to you would be, Yes, please. I think you absolutely should do that. Yeah. You've asked about how to get, you know, how to get uh, better better traction. Uh, honestly, even though I don't think Tyrax is going to help you in Australia, I say get on the website and do research there. Find you people can at least that are running. That's a great point. Big, yeah. Absolutely. Find people that are doing big horsepower V8 rear wheel drive cars. You could look up the. Uh, uh, the G8. You could look up the uh, the Pontiac GTO. Those are are related to Australian made vehicles. If you follow me, I'm not. It's not a direct correlation, but you follow where I'm going. You could look up cars that are similar. Because one of the things that's cool is is people actually when they write in their personal reviews of the tires, they're writing in what kind of car they're putting that tire on and what kind of driver they mm-hmm. are. So find aggressive drivers in similar kind of cars and get a sense for what tires are putting on and liking. But I say to you, if, if you can, go ahead and go a summer high performance tire. Well, go ahead and yeah. look at uh, the Michelin Pilot Sports and look at, you know, now you can get, there's a Kumo, and I forget the name of it off the top of my head, but there's a Kumo that is their competitor to the Michelin. It's not as good, but it's two thirds the cost and 80% the tire. Oh, I mean, I'm look all, at all about Kumo's, honestly. Jason, your question yeah, they're here. they're great. They're, they're good tires. Um, Jason, your question is specifically how much more grip could you expect with larger tires, essentially wider tires? And is it mm, worth the mm-hmm. cost in the new rims? Well, is it worth the cost? No. You're, you're never going to get that back out of the car. But in general, yes. Wider tires definitely give you more grip. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. A soft compound tire is needs to be wider in order for that sidewall, that softer sidewall, to be able to support the weight of the car. So therefore, your question, it very much depends on the kind of tire, the brand of tire that you're choosing at that point. Yes, go softer, but you're, you know, you can if you're going wider in a sense that, you know, wear on your tires related to the contact patch and a harder tire Mm. is going to have, you know, less, uh, less traction in a sense. Uh, but and a, a longer wear life, yeah. longer yeah. wear life, but a harder sidewall. So if you go wider, you can go softer, and therefore, yes, you can expect a lot more grip at that point. But again, it depends well, on the brand. I would even say, yes, I would even say though, if you went with a more high performance tire on the rims you've got, you didn't go any wider at all. I still think you'll notice a difference. Absolutely. Now, if yeah. you put wider rubber back there, you're just increasing the, the mechanical grip possibilities of the rear of that car. So wider 
and more high performance, I think is that that's two layers more grip. Just more high performance on your current rims is going to be one layer more grip. I think you need to weigh all of your cost options there. I think it really comes down to cost-benefit ratio. I Like Paul says, I don't think getting wider rims is something you're going to get back out of the car. No. But let's say, let, let's, let's put it this way. Let's say you were thinking, hey, I'd like to get some different rims for the car anyway. Okay. Well, then get ones you like that are a little bit wider. Put a wider and more high-performance tire on there. I think you're definitely going to notice a difference. Right. But because you've got essentially the El Camino, there's no weight over the back end of that car. I think yeah. you could benefit from more grip, honestly. I think it would be oh, no a, a decent choice. Oh, no question. A lot of cars, if you've got a yeah. sedan or you know something else, maybe not necessarily because the weight is more evenly distributed throughout the car. But in your case, with that mm-hmm. car, you're probably looking at a better option, going more grip, wider tire. And as Todd said, get something you like. So I, I, I definitely think uh, you should look into that. And I would say you were asking some about brands. I think you should look. I think you should use as a starting place the uh, the Michelin Pilot Supersports. Start there as a comparative tire and compare the, again, I wish I could remember it off the top of my head, but compare the equivalent Kumo. There is a Kumo mm-hmm. that some people buy in, in replacement to that. There is the Bridgestone Potenza that, that for example, uh, the GTR comes with that standard. The, uh, the new uh, STI and WRX come with a variation of that standard. So that is a competitor on the Bridgestone mm-hmm. side to the Pilot Supersport. There's a Goodyear that I'm running a blank on that is their equivalent. I mean, you could look just, I, I, like I say, start Michelin Pilot Supersports and go out from there with your net about equivalent tires from other brands. Yeah. Find the brand you like, the price you like. I think that's your starting place, and you can go out and find something cool. Yeah, I, I like your idea about using Tire Rack for research because if oh, yeah. you know if they don't ship you know overseas or don't ship to your area, at the least, they've got research. And as you heard Matt say, they do their own testing. The guys on the phone with you, mm-hmm. you know, they actually have driven those cars with those particular tires. So you can get a good recommendation for various cars and, you know, at the very least, use their site for research. I like that a lot. That's a fantastic idea. Mm-hmm. So on that similar, we're talking about how to get more grip question. That actually relates directly to Noah's question. Noah's writing to us from Canada. Again, he was looking for a car with he actually a decent amount of money to work with. He had between eighty and 100000 uh, Canadian to work with, which, hey, Noah, good on you, man. Yeah, that's fantastic. But he was looking for a variety of cars. And uh, he wanted to get something that his wife would like. I mean, he kind of thought about hardcore track cars. He talked about everything. Listen to podcast number five, but what he thought about. One of the cars we recommended, we kind of laughed about, was, okay, you want to do occasional track days, but mainly mainly have a GT car. Why not the Vantage? So now he's looking at the Vantage, which is kind of cool. I'm glad that that's a car you're looking at and are curious about. So your question, and I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on this, Paul. Your question is about tires and about tire width, just like we dealt with with Jason. But you're specifically talking about front tires. What happens to front tire grip? And you're looking at, okay, if I stay current grip uh, width, but I go with a Michelin Pilot Supersport, or what if I go down in width, but I go with an even stickier tire in the Sport Cup 2? Is it going to change is it going to change the way the car handles? Am I can, can I go with a narrower tire but a more high-performance tire and get equivalent grip? This is a conundrum. What are you thinking on this, Paul? You know, I experienced specifically the Michelin Pilot Sport Cup 2s. I actually put those on the back of my Cayman. Well, actually all around. And uh, the tires that I got have an N2 designation, which is specifically designated oh, yeah. by Porsche as approved for Porsches and for that car, which means the tread is shaved down. And so... They only yeah. warrant those tires for 10,000 miles instead of 20,000 miles. However, that means you're getting far <laughs> more grip. They actually 
Porsche says, all right, they're not just the Pilot Sport Cup 2s, they're the N2, the additional N2 designation, which means, all right. Ah, Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you pay more for less. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Keep going. So uh, I can't remember the, off the top of my head what width they are, but I'm also running 19-inch tires. I wasn't necessarily talking about, um, you know, changing width, but I, just like in anything, if you can afford the better tire, I feel like that's the choice you're going to want to make. Now, in your case, I I can't imagine that you're going to feel that much of a difference. Between, we're talking about a 10 millimeter difference. And yeah, yeah, yeah. if you get a significantly better tire compound like those Sport Cup 2s, I think that's going to, uh, I think that's going to put you at the equivalent range. That's my personal opinion, Noah, because of what I, I've experienced on those tires in the Porsche. Yeah, you're mm-hmm, getting less mm-hmm. tire life out of them, overall life. I mean, you don't want to go commuting in that car because you'll wear through them in a heartbeat. But I feel like the the compound and the construction of that tire, I think you're going to be fine, essentially, in that, uh, in that narrower width because they're such the better tire. I mean... You're also going to pay for it, yeah, especially this is, in that 19-inch size. You're going to pay for it, you know. Yeah, this, this to me is a real conundrum because it feels like a six to a half dozen scenario. Yeah. Uh, short, short of getting, I'll be really candid with you, Noah, short of getting in what you're talking about back-to-back, let's put two Astons together, let's put these two different tires, but yet the better tires, 10 millimeters narrower. Short of getting in those back-to-back, to be honest, I don't know that I would have any idea how to conclude this for you. I don't know that you would tell a difference in a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, typically on a track situation, I would say get a wider tire because you go narrower. Again, Lotus Elise is this discussion. 4C is this, uh, Alpha 4C is this discussion. As you go narrower, that is more prone to introduce, not only it does introduce fast turning, but it also can introduce understeer because the front tires just break loose faster. So theoretically, you want to go a wider tire. So in order to have more mechanical grip, I mean, look at, uh, I think it's the, is it the Z28 that has square tires, essentially? It's got these right. huge, thick, two, I don't even know what they are up front. Actually, I think it's 300 something up front because they're just increasing mechanical grip. So normally I would say go wider tire for track situations. But I actually think for your discussion, you're talking about a vantage here. And unless it's a car you're going to track all the time, I think you need to be looking at this as what's the tire that's going to serve the most of my needs. And that makes right. me think, don't go don't go Sport Cup 2. Right. Go with the Super Sport, the little bit less aggressive tire that for 90% of your situations is going to be every bit as good or better, except on the track. Mm-hmm. But unless you're going to track the car all the time, I mean, this is going to be your take your wife to dinner, go on a nice trip, GT car, drive it and commute and just enjoy yourself and go hoon the car car. If it's all those things, I say go slightly less aggressive. You'll probably end up better in all weather conditions. Now, again, not winter conditions. Please get winter tires. But for a performance summer tire, I think you'll end up with a more well-rounded tire for the way you'll use the car. It'll be good enough on the track. But... At the same time, better in other scenarios. That's that's my suspicion. I agree with that. And Noah, you know, with those super sports, <laughs> I've been actually asking around because we we were joking when we said this, but we actually suggested that Noah autocross a Vantage. And surprisingly, I've been asking around. I actually asked another Vantage <laughs> owner. He said, oh, yeah, there's there's plenty of Vantage owners that go autocrossing. And I said, I had no idea. Well, I was actually joking. But 
There was that guy that sent us a photo right after Neil's, yeah. uh, the, the one where we talked about Noah's situation. There was a guy that sent us a, a photo of one at his local autocross, which I love. I think that's great. I think that was great. And so it sounds like, you know, to Todd's point, you probably want the tire that is a better all-arounder. The Super Sports are still a very good performance tire. Superb. Absolutely. You know, Sport Cup 2s for autocrossing, but it doesn't sound like that's what you're going to be doing all the time. That's not what this car is designed to do. It's a GT car. You're going to be doing yeah. road trips and that kind of thing. And in that sense, you're going to want a little bit, you know, stiffer sidewall and longer tire life out of it. So I, I think that's the place yeah, to start. And this is, you can always go to Sport this Cups 2 later. Yeah, this is a long way from us saying, oh, get the all the all season tire. I mean, that Michelin Pilot Super Sport is a right. great high performance tire. The the Sport Cup 2 is just you decided to light all of your hair on fire on top of right. that. So it's just like what I, you know, I don't know that you need that for your life. You're going to have, have a discussion with yourself about how am I going to use this tire? How am I going to use this car and decide your tire from there, I feel like. So let's move on to uh, to Matt. Hey, Matt, thanks for writing us, by the way. I love the idea. You wrote us that you work nights on the assembly line for Fiat Chrysler and you listen to this podcast. I love that, I, by the way. I think way. that's fantastic. I think that's awesome. <laughs> I love the full circle of that. It's like a circle of life moment. I can hear the the, the song in the background. Because seriously, you're sitting there building cars. We're on the other end of the spectrum talking cars. I love this. So thank you for writing to us. You've written specifically about tires for the car your wife wants. She wants a Mazda 5. You're getting a, you've got a, a used car budget. She wants a car that's got usability. She's kind of settled on a 2012 Mazda 5. Yep. Let, me, let me side note for a second. That Mazda 5 is kind of the minivan equivalent of a Mazda 3 of that generation. Yeah. And yeah. it is actually a six-seat vehicle. It is like the mini minivan. It's like somebody shrunk a minivan. And the downside to it is the rear seats, if you have them up, you have no stroller room left. There's really little to no cargo room behind the back seats. But it is a surprisingly roomy car, and that chassis, that three series, uh, that Mazda three chassis of that era, is a good chassis. You do have some of the same issues. I mean, I know a guy that has one, and there's like a, a rear engine mount that can go bad and cause vibration, and some things like that that happen. So the Mazda three issues are the same issues for the Mazda five, but they're all solvable. That is a car that can run really well. So okay, not exciting car. You've acknowledged that, but that's where your wife has landed. So you're going okay. Your question is about tires yeah specifically getting winter tires matt i love that you're already thinking winter tires and you're writing in specifically about this question and you want a winter tire package that comes with the tire pressure monitoring system the tpms system and it looks like you already mm -hmm. had an 08 mazda speed 3 yes we love that car it is a barrel of monkeys it's a boatload of fun <laughs> but uh yeah i i hear you i actually just replaced the tire pressure monitoring system in my porsche and the dealer wanted $1,600 to replace with oh. the, the Porsche-branded whatever TPMS sensors. I went to my local tire store, and I got them for 500 and they work just the same. Anyway, so you're writing about having two sets of wheels and tires, essentially. Mm -hmm, the the mm -hmm. winter tires yep. on a separate set of wheels— and then switching out, you know, come springtime, switching out to the summer tires with the tire pressure monitoring system that's already installed. So the winter tires aren't going to have the TPMS sensors. And yep. you're asking about this light. And is it related to traction control? I've never heard that, Matt. I've never heard the tire pressure monitoring system in conjunction with traction control. All the TPMS sensor is doing is simply feedback on your dashboard telling you tire pressures because tire pressures are very important 
And the car manufacturer wants you to keep your tires properly inflated, but I don't think mm-hmm. it has anything to do. I've never read a thing about it anywhere in any research, any rumblings anywhere. Todd, I don't know if you've ever heard about this being related to traction control. Traction control is related to wheel slippage. When the sensor yeah. senses the, the wheel itself slipping, it doesn't matter what the tire pressure is. It doesn't know what it is. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a little bit of smoke and mirrors. If you, if you looked at this online, there's a little bit of smoke and mirrors where there's kind of misinformation and people aren't sure. To be honest with you, based on everything that I've ever seen, I'm actually going to agree with Paul on this. I mean, what you're talking about doing here, you're talking about the car is, and, and those tire pressure monitoring systems are interesting. I mean, I've read people that are trying to do their own personal solves where they're putting it in Tupperware in the back of the car. These things wake up on rotation. That's how they work. They're, they're designed to go to sleep and they wake up on rotation and they talk to your ECU and they, I mean, they talk to your car and go, oh my gosh, I don't have enough tire pressure because of the whole Firestone thing right, of 20 years ago. I mean, right. it's all legislation is what we're talking yep. about. That's where so it comes from. The thing is, there's even people that, well, let me, let me finish with your question, and that is this. If you put the winter tire package on and you don't bother to buy, like Paul was just talking about the cost, you don't buy a whole other set of these monitoring systems to go in your alternate wheels, then your dash is going to light up and go, oh my gosh, what's going on with your tire pressure? Right. My recommendation to you is the same thing I would tell people <laughs> that are not technologically advanced in the 1980s. You know when your VCR is blinking that 12 a.m. if you don't know how to fix it? You get a piece of electrician's tape and you put it right over the blinking section. I love that. I think that's your solve. I think that's hilarious. I really think that's your solve. Because, <laughs> because I don't think it's going to have anything to do with safety for your family. That is ultimately your question here. Yeah. You're saying if I put winter tires on the car and the, the tire pressure monitoring thing is blinking at my wife, am I putting my family at risk? Matt, I applaud you. That is the question right here. Yeah, agree. And my answer for you is not based on anything I'm aware of because I do not think traction control is being crippled because of the fact of the tires. Now, if the tires are having weird slippage, traction control is going to have an issue. But if the tires are good winter tires, then traction control should not have an issue with restricting your car. Well, Matt. And it should not be off as a result. Now, so you can avoid the extra cost of getting a whole other round of monitoring systems and put on winter wheels, winter tires, and ignore the light, however you want to do that, until springtime when you put your other tires on. That's my recommendation. Well, yeah, I was going to add to that. Matt, think it, the sensors have a little tiny battery installed. They're right at the valve stem cap, and they've got a little tiny battery. Now think in terms mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. what if that battery failed and for whatever reason and the person driving that car and, and it was connected to the traction control system somehow, but somehow the battery failed and the traction control system disabled and somebody had a wreck. Can you imagine the lawsuits around that <laughs> because some little stupid battery failed that you didn't know about or it, whatever, for whatever reason, there's no way, there's no possibility that could exist because that traction control has to always be on. It can't be connected to some little, you know, stupid valve stem sensor with a battery well, that I, can I, fail. It can't. It has to operate independently well, to be able. I agree. To I be agree. able to function properly. So. I, and, yeah. and we and we both, by the way, Matt, we both did some research on this, and I actually just did some digging away from Mazda for a second, just did some digging in general on this. And the only places I could find, because I want a side note to the fact that if you want to hear terror horror stories on anything on the planet, the internet can solve your problem there <laughs> and tell you her- terrible horror stories. So, you know, the only things that I read where this was an issue was actually going the opposite direction. What I'm saying is... With people claiming on specific cars or random cars that without the tire pressure monitoring system, the trash control got 
more aggressive, mm-hmm. which is actually the opposite direction of where your concern is. Right. Right. So I think worst case scenario, if we're completely wrong, I think what's going to happen is the trash control is going to get more cautious, not less. Right. So I don't think there's going to be a safety concern here in this situation. There is going to be annoyance concern. You have to weigh the price, the cost of this. Now, I'll be candid. What I do with my wife's car is I spend the money every year at this point, and I have the same rims with the tire pressure monitoring systems. I just have them swap the tires. Yes, I could probably save money and get a second set of rims, but it comes down to storage and a lot of other ridiculous things. So as a result, I've got tire pressure monitoring systems on the car all the time. Now, what's Mm -hmm. funny is when the installer puts them on the wrong wheel and sometime in February it says, oh, your right front tire is low on air. And it's like the left rear because the tire pressure monitoring <laughs> systems are dancing around right, the car. Right. That happens. But but I think in your situation, if you're willing to do the VCR blinking 12 o'clock, put the electrician's tape thing on, you want to do that and just ignore it, I think you're going to be Stick fine. Stick a photo of your nine-month-old daughter over that. Look at her instead. Ignore the light. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better nice. view anyway. Very nice. And, you know, the, Matt, the only thing you're going to have to do is just be on top of it. You're just going to have to check it manually. And fine. You're just mm-hmm. going to have to kind of be mm-hmm. on top of it and... That's it. The end. I I don't think there's really anything more to it than that. And uh, so with that, we will close. Thanks to Jason and Noah and Matt for writing in. We really appreciate the questions. If you have questions, please write to us at everydaydrivertv at gmail.com. And uh, Mm -hmm. you just heard our entire podcast just about tires. We'd love to do more of these, and we are going to do more of these, specifically tires, but mm-hmm. we're here for the car debate, too. We want to know what kind of car you're debating, what you're thinking about getting, and listen to us give our opinions about what we and, think you should buy and next. And obviously, with yeah, obviously with the LA Auto Show special and the Track Day special and this all-tire special, there's something tire—I mean, pardon me. There's something car-related you would like for us to talk about for a while. We'll debate that, too. It doesn't have to just be buying. Yeah. We're happy to talk about cars on all fronts. Special thanks to TireRack.com yeah. for sponsoring this Huge episode. thanks to for, those guys. Uh, for Matt Edmonds for being on, on the podcast with us and sharing something about that company. Clearly, we've said TireRack 8,000 <laughs> times on this podcast, but we're happy to do so. Also, yeah. please go to TireRack. If you're thinking about tires, if you buy tires from them, let them know in the survey section you heard about them from Everyday Driver. I'm telling you guys right now, if you say that to TireRack, that helps this podcast. Absolutely. So please do that. Please keep rating and reviewing. You guys are awesome about that. You're helping little tiny us be up in the top 10 of the automotive podcasts on iTunes regularly. That is awesome. And that is all due to you guys listening, sharing, and reviewing. So please keep doing it. Yep. That. Join us on Facebook and Twitter for updates on the upcoming MEM, the Mid-Engines and Mountains film. That is our film for this year. <laughs> We're continually yep. in, uh, in post-production on that. We expect a second week of December release on that. That's what we're hoping yep. for on Vimeo for download and rental and also on Blu-ray. That will be available on Amazon. That is coming. It's looking great. We're excited to share that with you, with you, with everybody. It makes a great stocking stuffer. Christmas is coming up. And by the way, don't forget our Porsche 911 <laughs> film. Very That's nice. still for sale on there. That's Maybe true. you'd like That's to buy true. both of those. So uh, keep keep uh, stay, stay tuned for that uh, film coming up. And uh, you can find yeah, us on Yeah, we've got a whole podcast media. episode we got a whole podcast episode coming up just talking about some of the behind-the-scenes on that film as well. After it comes out, we look forward to sharing with you some ridiculous stories oh, on man. how that film came to be. <laughs> so thank you guys, yeah. as always, for joining us right here on The Car Thanks Bay. so much. We'll talk to you next week.